This week on The Clubhouse, we continue our stadium series as we head south to chat about the home of the Houston Astros, Minute Maid Park. Anthony is currently touring the country with his hit Broadway musical, If Then. Go to ifthenthemusical.com tour to find out when he is coming to your town. Over the next several months, Anthony and I will be dedicating one episode to every team and we'll be discussing why we think you should visit each and every one of their home ballparks. We are also including episodes from our Rounding Third podcast, which features interviews with fans I met as I made my 17,000-mile drive across the country to attend a game at all 30 stadiums. There are also some truly amazing guests that we have lined up for our regular episodes that we will be dropping every couple of weeks or so. This episode was recorded inside my apartment in New York City. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. It is a wonderful day for baseball. I am your host, Manish Jain. And sitting next to me is your other host, the wonderfully talented, the impeccably dressed, just the fantastic guy all around. Oh my God. Mr. Anthony Brown. Calm down, please calm down. (laughs) We've been doing this too long. I'm sorry. Wearing a Cubs t shirt and a Cubs hat is impeccably dressed? Yeah, you got nice little shorts on. You're impeccably dressed. Okay. so, yeah. so today's episode uh, of the Clubhouse Podcast, our very special episode this time, is going to be about the newest addition to the American League, the Houston Astros and Minute Maid Park. Previously known as Enron Field. Remember that company, Enron? <laughs> time capsule. So um, this is another ballpark that you and I did not go to yeah, together. So went, what was your first memory of going to Minute Maid Park? Uh, I, I was filming the Rent movie oh wow 2005 and uh our first ad jeff was also a huge cubs fan and so we were talking we and there was like some i forget these exact circumstances but we had like a little break enough that we could like take a weekend trip to houston i think we were going from san francisco to la or whatever something weird so we're like let's do it you should you specifically went to houston for a game yes that's awesome yeah yeah Oh, I'm, 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 I know. I know. It's not just you. <laughs> You're not the only one. <laughs> I know that, but I, but I just I didn't know that on on like doing things like when you're when you're so scheduled like that, yeah, when shooting a movie. I didn't know you'd have time to be able yeah. to do that. Is basically what I was saying. Yeah. Look, I know. Believe me, I, I know you're a lunatic just like me. Yeah. So we we did that, and so that was my um my first and only time of going to. I can't remember if I saw more than one game. It was. A, it's a little. Well, bit so this blur, was 05 when they were a very very good team. I believe the Astros. That, uh, yes. Yeah. They, the Astros I believe were, that they yeah. won the pennant that year. Yeah. So uh, it was Cubs versus Astros, and um, you know, and you were I, still in the same division at that point. Yeah, and yeah. You were division rivals. Um, and it was you know it was a fine experience. I realized I talked about Tropicana Field being the first dome stadium, but I guess Minute Maid was, but it didn't feel like a dome stadium. Well, was the roof roof, closed? The roof was closed. I'm pretty sure the roof is closed because it was hot. I mean, it's so crazy hot in Houston and it was air conditioned. You know, we weren't like melting, but uh, it didn't, I guess the feeling maybe because it's a retractable roof or maybe there's skylights or something, but it was a day game. 
So it felt like sort of inside outside more sure. than trop, sure. more than the trop. Tropicana really feels like you're inside. Oh yeah. So that was one thing as far as dome stadiums a roof you know, retractable roof stadiums, it didn't feel like terrible in terms of that. For me, Minute Maid Park. I mean, Minute Maid Park felt like kind of fine. Um, it's, you know, it, it. there's a lot going on in there. Yes, there is. There's the train and the Tall's Hill and the flag. Which is sadly going to be going away soon. Well, Tall's I, Hill will I be eliminated. I think it's dangerous. I disagree. How many injuries... Has Tall's Hill claimed, Mr. Rap? I don't know. Zero is the number. Zero is the number of times that an athlete has gotten injured on Tall's Hill. That's a wonderful... Mi- there's so many... In- there's no injuries. All it does is make phenomenal highlight reel catches up there. Okay. That's all that happens up there is amazing highlight reel catches year after year. I'm not happy about it. All right. I like Tall's Hill. Fair enough. So my... I'll tell you this. I was so excited to go to Minute Maid Park. And I know that sounds like, Exactly. Everyone's like, why? Because I play MLB The Show or MLB 2K, whatever, or any baseball video game that exists, I play it. And every time I play it, I just love playing in Minute Maid Park, the, the, the digital version of Minute Maid Park, because you do have a crazy short left porch, left field porch, and you do have Tall's Hill that I love trying to hit bombs towards. And it's just, it's a fun, it's gimmick. It is a video game stadium. I've always thought of it as kind of a video game stadium. So just out of pure curiosity, you know, out of pure just, I've, I've watched it so much on TV. I've played it so much on my video games. I'd like to be, I, I can't wait to see. I was really excited. Oh man, was I, I really kind of let down when I got there. Uh, the roof being closed, you're about to hear it. Uh, uh, like I said, on the Rounding Third podcast, I end up going on a diatribe on many episodes about closed roofs. Was and, it a day game or a night game when you went? Um, I'm pretty sure it was a night game, and I'm pretty sure it was under. So I think the rule they told me was 65-85. It was a 65-85 rule. We're under 65 and older, over 85. They closed the roof. That is what they claim. But I believe it was like 84 when I was there or like maybe 86 or like it was like right there where it was. It's, it's not. Come on, guys. Please, please, please. But I had no less than six people tell me, hey, you know, Houston. We're the most air-conditioned city on the planet. Yeah, yeah. They love telling you how much they're the most air-conditioned city on the planet. And folks, I like the sun. Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, it's you're going to have to hear, wait for our next episode to hear uh, my experience at Rangers Ballpark under the hot sun. But in, in Houston, I'm sorry, folks. You need to open that roof. Now, did you ever go to the Astrodome? I didn't. I'd never been to the Astrodome. Yeah, I hadn't either. Um, I, 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 you know, I... I from my friends of mine who've been to the Astrodome, it was, you know, just like the Metrodome. Just like every, it's just not great. It's it's not a great ballpark. Yeah. Um, domes never are. I I guess in theory, I understand why they needed a retractable roof. I just think, like in Miami. Well, I mean, Dallas like, is not the swamp that Houston is. So, I mean. Yeah, exactly. That, you know, but, 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 you know, but like Miami and, and, and all these other places, I, they end up using it as an excuse. They just end up, it's easier to keep it closed uh, than to keep it open, which is why I was so happy that when Minnesota built their park, they decided not to do yeah, a roof, they, you know, too. because, you know, Minnesota's great. And yeah, it gets cold there. I mean, it gets cold in Detroit. It gets cold in Chicago. It gets cold. It gets cold, it gets cold in Pittsburgh. I got all, ah, we've been recording way too long, folks. Um, but here's what I'll tell you. 
I don't know if you ever, if you took this, uh, if you took part in this in, oh, you didn't because you don't like this. Why I would go back to Houston in a heartbeat? Bluebell ice cream. Mm. It. So when I went on my 30 stadium tour, I, I bought a mini ice cream helmet at all 30 parks. Uh, I don't think I've ever shown you my collection. I've got my collection of mini helmets from all 30 stadiums. And when I was in Houston, I ended up getting, I think it's two. It may have been three. I, I kept on going back for seconds because it was just, it, it was the best ice cream I've ever had in my entire life. It was so, 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 so good. That's a big endorsement. It really is. I'm telling you, I had ice cream at all 30 parks and not even a question. Blue Bell ice cream is the best. And they're not paying me to say that, although they should. Because I, I, I tell everyone I, that will listen to me to have Blue Bell ice cream. But yes, yeah, so Houston just, it's, you know, the year that I was there it was their first year in the American League. And, you know, they were terrible. I mean, just awful. You know, and now we're kind of seeing, it's actually going to be interesting for you guys to listen to the rounding third version uh, of this conversation because the gentleman that I interviewed uh, was talking about how, hey, look, we understand that we're going through this rebuilding period. We're hoping that it's going to pay off in a couple of years. At the time, I thought it was a five-year plan, but as of this recording in 2015, the Astros uh, are doing pretty well for themselves. And I'm realizing, too, in, in uh, doing these, the series of talking about the different parks I've been to, I, I didn't do the thorough touristy, uh, and I'm, I don't say that in a pejorative way, but I didn't you know, experience all that the ballpark has to offer at all the parks because I didn't have you as my tour guide. So I, you know, there are certain factors of the park that I just don't have. I don't know. What, Absolutely. I didn't really walk around the concourse the way, I mean, I would like go and sit in my seat and watch the game. I mean, right. And, and that is certainly my favorite thing about going to. A oh, of course. Park, but, yeah. <laughs> but I do, I do understand that there are also these other amenities, which are nice to have some sense of, and that now because of you, I can talk, I can, you know, I, I have a memory of, you know, the concourse in some of these parks is really spectacular. It really does add to the experience. And, and, and that, so, you know, I, I, I don't, I have nothing to say about those features of the parks that I went to before I knew. Sure. So that's okay. I mean, that's, that's fine. I mean, that's, that's, that's hopefully what I'm here for to be able to let folks know, you know, that, that, that like, so do you remember, uh, so like when you were there, was it Enron Field when you were there? No, it was Minute Maid. Was it Minute Maid? Yeah, yeah, it was Minute Maid. Well, so they have the giant, uh, gas, uh, what's the, what's the word for that? Oh my God. My brain just, gas works no, 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 no. It's, it's when you go and pump gas at a gas station. Um, like a gas pump. Yeah. Gas pump, I guess. Wow. Okay. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Take two. They have, yeah, they have a, they have a, a gas pump there that counts how many home runs have been hit there. It, it, it shows how many oh. home runs, which I would, and you know, I would assume that that is from the old Enron days, you know, that that, that was well, kind of Houston's a feature. Well, oil. Sure, but I would so. just assume that that's, that's the reason why they have it. And, and I'll say this, that, that the train that you referenced, um, that actually, once again, I know you and I disagree about this sometimes, but the carny side of me enjoys the silliness of boop, boop, let's go. Let's get the, the train conductor to go. But when I was there, they had six ginormous billboards uh, ads that were covering the the train. And so when you hit a home run, the train would go along the track 
and it would disappear behind giant billboard. And so this poor conductor guy is sitting up there, and it's like, all right, well, that's who are you doing this for now? Because no yeah. one can see you. It's like you're yeah. by, you're you're behind a screen. Like no one, you're just doing it for yourself now. That seems contrary to the intention behind the design. I agree. Mm-hmm. But so with that, we're going to uh, wrap up uh, another episode of, uh, or at least uh, this segment, I should say, of of the Clubhouse Podcast, where we can we're going to take you to my my interview with a couple of nice fans that I met in Houston. You're going to hear me. Uh, bemoan the roof being closed but again i yet again i apologize i i listened back to some of my rounding third podcast recently and i realized oh manish shut up about the roofs we get it you don't like indoor baseball but uh is there anything else you'd like to say any any final thoughts on on the new american league houston astros well i think do it's... you miss them no <laughs> really because for a while you guys could beat up on them a little bit mm. <laughs> no, no, Jeff Bagwell and, and oh, Craig boy. Biggio oh, would boy. come into Wrigley Field and just murder us. And, Such good ball. And, and and Beltron was with them at a time. I mean, it was just like, oh. Yeah, Beltron is ageless. Was, you know, so no, I do not miss the Houston Astros. <laughs> I'm, but as a baseball fan, I'm always happy when farm system organizations are able to build a team from the inside out and that that's working there, though similarly to how it's working for the Cubs, similarly how to how it's working for the Royals and the Cardinals, and I know I, I, I think that that's a really good thing for the game. I agree, hundred so percent. You know, I'm all for that. Yeah, I, I hope that it is the new trend. I hope the new trend these days is we're just going to invest as much time, money, effort, resources into building up our rookie ball, single A, double A, triple A. Like let's actually make these franchises let's make these let's let's really make this a family from the time you're 16 to that i mean it's it's like wilma flores barrett is literally gonna bring it's the william it's the wilma flores of it all that man made himself into a legend he is going to have a statue built of him outside of city field one day and i will go and take a picture with it because he is a met so yeah i'm yeah i'm i'm happy that they're you know that that uh, that philosophy is bearing fruit because um, I think it's an important one. Excellent. Beautiful, beautiful final thought, Anthony Rapp. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> so with that, we're going to take you to my rounding third podcast. But uh, for now, we will see you next time here in the clubhouse. We're going to take just a brief break so that Anthony and I can tell you about our first giveaway. I have a 2016 baseball stadium's wall calendar for sale through TF Publishing. They're available at Amazon.com, Calendars.com, as well as your local Meyer Big Lots, Stop and Shop, and more. I'll include all this info about how you can purchase one of my uh, calendars at my website, roundingthird.net. But for now, Anthony has a very exciting announcement to tell you all about. So uh, we're going to have our first giveaway. It's a giveaway contest. Here, It's very simple. Uh, we are always looking for more trivia questions to ask our our guests for their for the game that we play at the end um so if you have any cool trivia questions about your favorite team or about any team that you love or anything send them to us please at clubhousepodcast at gmail.com or on twitter at clubhouse pod and we will look through those and if we wind up using one of your questions we will give you a free signed wall calendar and it will be signed by Manish who was the photographer he will sign the Detroit Tigers Comerica Park picture and I will sign the Wrigley Field picture because I am a diehard Cubs fan so send us your questions please and uh good luck if you are a new listener to the Clubhouse podcast welcome 
For more great baseball conversations, take a look at our archives, like our chat with the owner of the Burgino Baseball Clubhouse in Manhattan, Jay Goldberg. In this clip, Jay explains why Shea Stadium will always be his favorite ballpark. You know, it's funny because, uh, yeah, it was a dump, but it was also beautiful in, sure. in a way to a Mets fan. Sure. It's because it's my dump. Exactly. exactly. And <laughs> no, it was that's, really that's... New York. It's kind of like if you love New York, you love like the I think it was a Cole Porter song or whatever. I, I, I love the stink of it. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's just the way it is. It's so you love. I loved all the concrete. It's very New York. That yeah, part. yeah. This is yet another one of the parks that really inspired me to do the 30 Stadium Tour to begin with. I have always gotten a huge kick out of watching people play on this field. And now that Houston is in the American League, I'll be able to see them a lot more. So for those of you who may not know much about Minute Maid Park, I will get into why it is such a unique uh, field in a moment. But this is essentially why I love baseball stadiums. I've mentioned in a previous podcast about my lovely brother-in-law and how my sister somehow found the only man on the planet who has never seen a Major League Baseball game and married him. I love this man. I love my sister. And I'm actually super excited because on this very tour, I will be taking him to his first ever Major League Baseball game so we can hear about that on a later podcast. The reason why I bring it up now is that uh, there was a day once when we were watching a game on television. And it was a little bit tough for him to wrap his mind around the fact that each one of these fields is so dramatically different. And, you know, and you forget sometimes, you know, I've been a baseball fan since, you know, I was one years old, but you forget that for those of you who are uninitiated, for those of you who don't follow baseball, it is kind of a weird thing that every playing field is so dramatically different, not just from the dimensions, but what is actually on the playing field itself. For example, here in Houston, there is a 30 degree incline in center field. There is a hill that you have to run up in order to catch a ball. And located on that field is a flagpole that is in the field of play. I mean, to a football fan or a basketball fan or a hockey fan, the idea of having some sort of impediment on the field to get around is ludicrous. You know, for football stadiums or hockey stadium arenas or for uh, um, basketball courts, all you really need to do is just change the logo and there you go. It's, it's, you've got every single uh, uh, playing surface is exactly the same. Uh, but obviously in baseball, the dimensions are so wildly different and Houston is probably one of the most unique ones that we got. Uh, they've got the Crawford boxes in left field where the distance from home plate to the left field fence, meaning how far you have to hit a ball for a home run, is only 315 feet. A lazy fly ball is going to jump out of this ballpark. Uh, to give you a little bit of context to that, Wrigley Field, uh, their left field fences are 355 feet. They hold 40 feet further from home plate. So Houston's got a really unique setup. Obviously, they got the, the, the short left field porch. They've got the deep center field with the hill and the flagpole. This is why the term home field advantage was created. You know, I don't understand why there's a such thing as home field advantage in any other sport. Because you know what? These days, pretty much any stadium is going to get loud and rowdy and crazy, especially during the playoffs. So, and most of these athletes, 
they can pretty much shake off noise. In fact, I would venture to guess that for a lot of these, you know, athletes, if you get to the playoffs and you enter into a completely silent stadium, that might jar the psyche a little bit more than getting used to basically screaming maniacs, uh, uh, heckling you the entire time. Uh, but I digress. Uh, the home field advantage here in Houston is something that sadly, at least for the time being, they're not really able to capitalize on because uh, this is the first season where they're playing American League ball. Major League Baseball now has an equal number of teams in both the American and National League. There's 15 in the American League and 15 in the National League. Now, that wreaked absolute chaos on my scheduling to do this actual tour, uh, but that's something we can get to a little bit later. What this does on the field, however, is put the Houston Astros at a severe disadvantage as they've been playing one type of baseball for their entire franchise history, and now they need to eliminate the pitcher position from the batting order and incorporate the designated hitter. So for the next couple of years, the Astros are going to be going through a little bit of a rough time. After meeting the fan base here, though, I do have faith in this organization to put this uh, team on the right track over the next X amount of years. It might take a little bit of time. You might need a little bit of patience, but you got a good fan base here in Houston, and I really actually enjoy your ownership. Now, if you could just, you know, open the roof every once in a while, I'd like even more. But once again, I really need to stop with that. I apologize. Uh, During the game that I attended, I was able to speak with a lovely man named David, who is a Astros season ticket holder. Um, Now, unfortunately, during this game, we watched the St. Louis Cardinals just annihilate the the home team. But that gave David, uh, his son, and his son's girlfriend and I a little bit of an opportunity to chat. So I hope you enjoy my very brief interview with David and his family. And I'll see you back here right after. Enjoy. So I'm sitting here at Minute Maid Park and the Cardinals are putting a whooping on the Astros, but I just met some uh, nice season ticket holders here and I figured I'd I'd chat with them a little bit. And you are? I'm David Dahl. David? Nice to meet you, David. So how long have you been a season ticket holder here? It's my first year. But you said you've been coming to the park for quite... Yeah, we've been coming to the game since, gosh, 1989. So so you experienced in the the Dome and now here at Minute Maid Park? Yes, both places. So what is your favorite memory of, let's just first start with uh, the Astrodome. Oh, the Astrodome was nice because of how big and round it was, and you have a lot more fans than you could here. But this place is a lot nicer. It's smaller. When people didn't show up at the Astrodome, it was definitely a, a small park. Yeah, but okay, so here's the thing that I'm a little bit annoyed with. I understand that it gets hot and it gets humid, but what is it about you Houstonians that can't really sit in the sun? Are you that delicate? No. We would. We vote for roof being open. The owners vote for 80 degrees or higher, they close it. Yeah, that's absolutely ludicrous. I don't, I don't like that at we all. We both agree with that one. We go to football games where it's snowing, cold, it doesn't matter. We go to Green Bay, we go to Detroit. I don't care. Yeah, this doesn't feel like baseball weather to me. No. I mean, it's just, it, I don't like seeing baseball with a roof over my head. Absolutely. It absolutely doesn't make sense. I totally agree. So now that the Houston Astros have jumped over to the AL, have you seen, you know, now you're getting to see different teams here and yes. different experience. It's been years since I've seen Detroit play, which was a lot of fun. We opened up the season, I think, with the uh, Oakland A's. Great fun. We had a lot of fun that night. But it's nice to see teams we've never seen before. Yeah, no, absolutely. And now that you guys have a DH and it looks like, you know, you're, you're, you're having a rough inaugural season, but I think that over the next couple of years, you'll be able to really bounce back. We have a real young team, and none of these guys get paid very much. We have a farm team that they feed a lot of people off of, but it, it, they're doing really good. They really are. They've come a long way. 
So what are uh, some of your favorite things to do here at Minimaid Park? Oh, just uh, people watch, hang out, harass the players. <laughs> yeah, you got some pretty nice season tickets. We're sitting here uh, in the front row in, uh, in, uh, left, in right field. That's right, right outfield. That's it. Yeah, we're pretty much right center. We're right next to the uh, Astros bullpen. and. Uh, you're only 20 feet away from the player. You can talk to him and tell him how you feel. No, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So what is uh, your, your favorite memory of, of basically, because this park opened in 2005, so what is basically your favorite moment of coming to a game here live? Oh, gosh, probably, uh, well, we've never won anything here, really, but the fireworks Friday nights are oh, a lot yeah. of fun. That's about the biggest thing. Uh, I used to bring my dad here back when he was uh, still alive, and we used to sit way up in the top back before we had season tickets. And then I'd always try to get him to migrate down, but he was very stickler for painting for a seat. He'd sit in that seat. I said, no. <laughs> but back when we started coming, we'd migrate down and just pick our own seats and just sit where we wanted. That's the way to do it. So what made you decide to all of a sudden get the season tickets after all these years? Well, we've had season tickets for other things like hockey and basketball. We decided finally to go ahead and do it for the Astros because uh, we come to all the games anyway. We figure, why not? Okay. And then we have the same seats every time. We know, we know people around us. Very nice. So, and then and we'll close with basically what is your favorite memory of being in any baseball stadium in your entire life? Ooh, Detroit Tigers back in 1970 with my dad. A long time ago. Yeah, and do you remember much about that? No, I was only 15, but uh, I was recovering from, motor from a motorcycle accident. My dad took me to a game there. At Old Tiger Stadium? Yes, at Old Tiger Stadium. And I just, that's when I really started, I really started like baseball then. I was 15 years old. That's beautiful. And then I'm going to quickly ask, so is this your son and his wife? No, his girlfriend. Girlfriend? Oh, I apologize. Don't want to jump the gun there. Girlfriend. Uh, all right, so uh, your name is? Chris. Chris, and uh, your girlfriend's name? Christy. Oh, Chris and Christy. So uh, can you guys just briefly tell me what your favorite moments are here uh, at Minute Maid Park? Winning the national championship in 05. The, oh, winning the pennant in 05? Okay. And how about you, Christy? Um, taking the little boy to see the games. So that's fine. What's your name, little man? Connor. Connor. Who's your favorite player, Connor? Uh, do you have one? Or you like them all? You like them all? Oh, hold on one second. We just saw a Alan Craig home run. They are lighting them up. Sorry, one second. <laughs> there are quite a few Cardinals fans here at Minute Maid Park today. So your favorite player is all of them? Players, you just hit the homers at all. All right, that's good. How old are you, buddy? Six. Very cool. All right, so real quick, it looks like, you know, this, this game is a little bit out of hand. So what do you think the, the Astros need to do to, you know, kind of get back into it? Well, we've got a great pitching staff. We just need to get a better hitting staff. I, I don't understand why the guys can't seem to hit the ball, but I, they do everything else well. It's just committing to hit. And... Uh, I don't know if it's they just don't pay the guys enough, but we just can't keep the same. We just can't keep the upper guys with the Astros. Sure, no, they absolutely. Move on. They move on. Well, hopefully, you know, uh, your new GM, I think he says that you guys are on like a five-year plan or something yes. like that. So let's all just be patient and hope. I mean, you've got a beautiful ballpark here. You know, I, 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 I hope you can fill it with some fans pretty soon here because oh, yeah, this absolutely. is... It's, it's not really great to see how empty oh, this... Oh, no. In this midweek, normally you go to other cities, like I went to Seattle with my brother back seven years ago, and it's packed no matter how bad they play, all the time, but not here. And I just understand why the, the, the Houstonians don't come out. Yeah, and they can't complain about the weather because they close this no, damn door every, right. or roof every time. That's right. It's always 75 degrees in here no matter... <laughs> uh, all right, well, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you.
and welcome back. Uh, and I hope you enjoy my brief little chat there with Dave and his family. There's a couple things that I wanted to bring up about what we discussed there. Uh, the first one, namely, being the fact that, yes, the stadium was uh, pretty empty. And the fans that were in attendance were mainly Cardinals fans. Uh, now, in most stadiums that you go to, there are a couple of different teams, the Cardinals, the Red Sox, the Yankees, that... When they are the visiting team, their fans either travel very well or more likely there just seems to be a lot of Cardinals, Red Sox, and Yankees fans peppered throughout the country. So you're always going to have a higher percentage of those teams uh, represented in visiting ballparks. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and say it was almost 60-40 Cardinals fans, the Astros fans uh, in this stadium today, and there weren't that many people to begin with. Um, I believe there was... I think the the announced attendance was something like 19,000. If there were any more than 14 or 15, I would be pretty shocked. Um, you know, and like Dave mentioned in the interview, there's absolutely no reason for them to not show up uh, because of weather. It's 75 and cool inside that ballpark pretty much every single day during the summer. Now, uh, the one thing that I did like is that he, along with several other fans that I talked to, were in agreement with me that the roof really needs to remain open, but it is ownership there that has, for whatever reason, decided in their infinite wisdom that it needs to remain shut. Um, what I really, though, enjoyed about talking to Dave there is that there does seem to be a little bit of patience for at least the true Astros fans. You know, there is some realistic expectations on what this team can do. Um, right now, the novelty of being in the American League is still relatively fresh. So the, for the first year or two, they'll be able to see ball clubs that they historically have never really been able to see. And, you know, they're going to get beaten up pretty badly. Uh, I mean, let's face it, the last couple of years in the National League, they weren't a very bo good ball club. So it's, it's going to be rough going for them. Uh, but I like the fact that he was uh, patient, and it wasn't just Dave. There were several other fans that I talked to throughout the stadium that were very patient and, and understanding and realized that they're just along for the ride for now. And hopefully, within the next four or five years, they'll be able to build up a farm system and take the St. Louis Cardinals model of just feeding their big league club with their minor league prospects because Houston is a relatively small market town. And you know, to Dave's point in the interview there, you know, the reason why they can't hold on to the big name players is they just, at this point, simply can't afford it. Uh, the contracts have gotten so ludicrously high that, you know, unless you've got an owner like um, Magic Johnson in L.A. and that uh, uh, group over there or the Steinbrenners in New York or even the Illiches in Detroit who are willing to just spend money hand over fist, you've really got to rely on a strong farm system. So the, the general manager of the Astros seems to have a plan to build their farm system. And, you know, this is a ballpark that, if it is full, could be a really fun place to watch a game. Uh, I really, really do enjoy uh, this park quite a bit. We didn't talk too much about the Astrodome. Which, by the way, I, I should mention, I believe that in that interview, I... Um, erroneously stated that the uh, Minute Maid Park had opened in 2005. In my brain, I was referring to their NL pennant, and I just got things a little bit mixed up there. The Astrodome closed its doors in 1999 to the Houston Astros, and they moved over to Minute Maid Park. 
formerly known as Astros Field, before that Enron Field, and before that the ballpark at Union Station. So uh, I apologize for that. But the Astrodome, you know, was a expansive, gigantic field where there was no retractable roof. There was just the dome overhead. And as Dave mentioned there, when the team wasn't playing well in that place, you really could tell. There's nothing worse than sitting inside a giant domed stadium and being able to hear a pin drop. Uh, at least here at Minute Maid Park, even the announced figure of 19,000 that were there uh, towards the end of the game, maybe 13, 14,000 people, you know, when uh, when the fans make some noise, you can absolutely hear it. You know, that's... Uh, eventually, this Astros team is going to turn it around. And when they do, this is going to be one of the most fun places in the country to watch a game. And that will bring us to the end of a, another episode of the Rounding Third podcast. I am now officially one-third done with this tour. I've seen 10 out of 30 stadiums. Next up is going to be the Rangers ballpark in Arlington. But, uh, yeah, this tour is moving fast. This has been a lot of fun so far, and I'm very glad that you guys are along for the ride. So thank you all for listening to another episode, and join me next time as I continue to round third, heading for home. The home base for the Clubhouse podcast is the Bergino Baseball Clubhouse located at 67 East 11th Street in New York City. Seriously, folks, this is without a doubt my favorite baseball spot in the country. From the baseball-inspired artwork on the walls to the one-of-a-kind memorabilia for sale and the amazing baseball fans that are just hanging out on the bleachers inside the store, this place is the best. If you can't make it into Bergino's in person, please visit Bergino.com and pick up a gift for your father, your mother, your brother, your sister, really anybody in your life, or even just yourself. If you can make it in, make sure you mention the podcast and you'll get a free bag tag with any purchase. You can follow Anthony and I individually at RoundingThirdMJ for me and at AlbinoKid for Anthony. Thank you so much for listening. Have an awesome week.